Welcome back, everyone, to Point of Sale, the show where we break down great retailers and the data and technology that move their supply chains. Now, we've got a lot of fun stuff in store today, some announcements that came out recently, and a deep dive into a wonderful topic of fast fashion. Now, uh, everyone should know fast fashion is the newest trend, the inexpensive clothing production that mass market retailers use now to respond to the latest trends. So as soon as the Kardashians or someone of higher status puts out a new type of clothing or trend, uh, they are quick to sometimes copy it. And that we're going to stay away from copyright rights during this episode, but are often staying up with the latest trends, which means they have to be able to manufacture and up their supply chains to get clothes to you quickly in a timely fashion. Now, uh, it's an interesting market because now we've created a society where we're actually uh, buying about 1 billion items of clothing globally each year. Now, that's about 14 items per person. So I know some of you out there listening are probably saying, well, I'm way above 14, as sometimes I am as well. And many of us coming out of our pandemic sweatpants into new clothes are high above that 14. But uh, it's a trend that's not going away. It's a trend that is also not the most economic or uh, environmentally savvy, which we'll get into later. Uh, but it is a trend. And why not dive into it as, of course, in order to pull off fast fashion, supply chains have to move ultra fast. Well, how do they do that? Well, I want to dive into probably the most known fast fashion brand out there. It's called Shein. Some people call it Shine. Some people call it Shein. Shein uh, is uh, one of the largest now privately held Chinese companies valued at $100 billion and actually claims a portion of about 28% of all U.S. fashion sales. Now, a lot of you might know it from the wonderful Sheen fails that we've seen online. We actually have one from our very own Haley Fazio, who uh, showcases here the classic example of buying what should be adult socks online uh, that come out to be half the size, if not less, than a normal hairbrush. And it kind of shows you the manufacturing fails that can possibly happen when you are working in fast fashion. Uh, and there are plenty of those out there, whether you can check them out on social media sites, uh, whether their uh, fabrics are off or sizing is off. There are some hiccups, right, in it. So how did Shein become such a large company that is now actually pretty satisfying to most customers? I'd say when it first started, ton of fails. But now wins are starting to become huge. And of course, gaining that 28% market share is a feat. Well, uh, like most companies that we see growing as quickly as this one, they have made huge investments inside their freight technology and their retail technology. And only a couple years alone, they've grown to $100 billion. And they've gone from these huge fails, these pretty big wins. I know most of my friends out there have something from it. I just bought something from Shane a few weeks ago. Uh, so how does this pick up so quickly? And how do they keep up with trends, right? How do you keep up with trends, keep up with the manufacturing, keep up with the shipping in order to keep up with this fast trend that we all love so much? Well, we're going to dive into the overall technology map 
of Sheen. If we can pull that up really quickly, it's huge. It's probably the biggest one that we've done so far. And we're going to dive into three big areas within it. Uh, their digital shopper engagement technology, their freight technology, and their mer merchandising technology, which actually is a big part of this. So we'll start first with one of the smaller areas, the digital shopper engagement. Uh, now, this one in particular has a lot to do with BNPL, which if you remember from past episodes, buy now, pay later technology. So, of course, that's going to keep your customer coming quicker. If they're able to uh, go ahead and buy items and then also split the items up over weekly, monthly payments, they're more likely to press uh, yes on that uh, purchase and check out later. Uh, there's also influencer technology, which I think is a big part of why Shein is where it is today. Uh, one in particular is haul videos. Uh, I am a big uh, proponent of haul videos. For any of you that don't know, that's when they work with influencers uh, through a number of uh, groups like Instagram, Twitter, etc. Our influencers will show their Shein hauls and try on different outfits to show showcase to you that it's not only a chain win at this point, uh, but that it could fit you appropriately, let you see what it looks like on a different body types and also see what's popular in trends as well. And it's a huge market. It's funny too, because uh, I've heard people say, I want to be an influencer someday. And I'm like, well, that's not a job, but maybe I'm wrong as now the influencer market sits about 16 0.4 billion dollars in this year alone. So um, making sure that they're working with those influencers and working in those social media backgrounds is huge. They also have loyalty and retention technology. So what's that mean? It means they want to gamify and create an atmosphere that has the customer coming back for more. It actually costs somewhere between five and 10 times more to, re, uh, to regain a new customer after losing them. So you want to retain them. You want to make sure they keep coming back. So does that mean, well, with purchases, you get points or using different systems to buy uh, their products. They gamify those rewards for customer retention. If you know that you have a 50% off coupon waiting for you, you're pretty likely to go back and buy that technology or buy that product. And then diving into their freight technology, uh, this is a pretty large one as well. And, and a lot of this has to do with returns. So this is going to be pretty fun. First, we'll start with on-demand manufacturing, which I think is the biggest part, right? How do we even get all this product out so quickly? How do you keep up with trends so quickly as a retailer? Well, uh, they focus on a system called micro-batching. So what they do is they actually create about 50 to 100 garments of each style of clothing and size that they're creating. So they're not overproducing, right? Inventory, we all hear all the retailers, Walmart, Target, everyone talking about it. Inventory has got to be watched. Well, they, if anything, start low and start uh, adding more inventory as demand comes on. But of course, part of that will be their uh, demand forecasting, which we'll get to later. They also work with a company called Be Personalized, which is a SaaS company that's used used to make customized clothing on demand. So what it does is it actually allows them to take past designs, tweak them quickly, uh, or a stop and go with different designs that they have uh, currently, uh, giving them a quicker turnaround with any type of production. There's also the resale as a service that they're invested in. How many as a services can we talk about? All of them at this point, it sounds like. But resale as a service is now one of them as well. 
And this one is pretty easy to visualize for anyone who still goes to bookstores. Hopefully a lot of you out there, I'm sure, are still still reading books. You can go to bookstores often and find the used book section at bookstores, right? This is kind of working the same way. Uh, Sheen as well is allowing uh, different users to resell their products on their own site. It allows them to, of course, save on return packaging, save on different type of uh, shipping costs, and allows them to also use the data behind that resale as well. What price did that end up going? What was wrong with the product? What did this new uh, buyer like compared to the last? Uh, so that's a huge area as well. They use a company called Recurate, which actually integrates into uh, platforms for resale marketplaces. And then there's, of course, reverse logistics. And why is this around? Well, 20% of all online purchases are actually returned. That's a huge cost that's going to come to any company, especially a company that's making fast fashion at that. And they're always going to be looking for cost-effective ways for those returns, knowing that that's happening. And knowing that we're quick, right? If that if for some reason there's an issue or you're buying something that's out of fashion that quickly, it's likely going to get returned in some way. And using a company, for example, called uh, Narvar, who has about 200,000 locations across the U.S. for customers to drop returns, schedule home pickups, and also gamify those returns, uh, they can easily do that and not have to worry about spending a huge cost on their reverse logistics. Well, there's also traceability technology, which I think uh, if we're talking to a lot of people in the audience of freight waves, it's really visibility, right? Uh, how can we manage, engage what our supply chain is producing and even the output of the carbon footprint? As we've talked about earlier, and we'll get into a little bit later, there, of course, is a huge carbon footprint when it comes to fast fashion. I think that's the number one pushback that many people have on the industry as a whole. And of course, they use different technology like omni-chain solutions, uh, circularized textile genesis in order to create blockchain between different suppliers and different producers to gauge that footprint and to gauge where every piece of their supply chain uh, is being managed. And then from there, we've got our upcycled and recycled materials, right? Because at the end of the day, they, I think this, this company in particular and most companies are trying to limit their carbon footprint as much as possible. And what these type of companies can do, upcycle and recycle material groups, is they create alternative fibers to replace textiles that are difficult to repurpose at scale. And honestly, it even allows for a different type of, of fiber for them to, or textile for them to reach out to and use in order to keep up with demand as well. A company in particular that uses Evernew, E-V-R-N-U, <laughs> which actually breaks down cotton-based textiles uh, waste and turns it into fibrous raw material. There's also a really cool company called uh, Polybion, who has patented technology that uh, creates high-performance and sustainable biomaterials. For example, they're able to take fruit waste and turn that into faux leather. So... We just love a full leather skirt uh, here. Yes. Uh, and then last, but definitely not least, because this is a big part of keeping up with that fast part of fashion is merchandising technology. So one of the first areas within merchandising technology is 3D design and modeling. This goes pretty close to the V-personalized or on-demand manufacturing models as well and technologies that they're investing in. Because uh, traditionally, 
a garment or an item in a normal type of fashion today could take three to eight months to produce. And that's producing the design, making tweaks, trying on different bodies, uh, figuring out the colors, and then getting it produced and able to be put into stores. Well, that's not how fast, fast, that's not as fast as fast fashion is. There we go. A lot of Fs today. Uh, and so they use companies like, uh, and technologies like CLO, CLO Virtual Fashion and Z-Motion which allow for modifications of clothing before production. It's uh, much like any type of uh, cloud-based technology, right? Like, uh, let's say Google Docs. It will save that fashion design where you're at. It'll allow you to quickly go back and adjust it based on what trends are. Let's say that a dress that you designed is now more accepted or cooler if it has one shoulder instead of two. They can quickly go back and just cut off the shoulder, get it printed, and keep it going. Same with Z-Motion. Same type of technology there. Allows them to quickly go back and edit and be prepared for the next wave of whatever fashion design is, is coming to play. Uh, we also have AI-powered search and recognition uh, engines. And, of course, we all know this a lot of times. You Google any type of fashion item you're looking for. Shein will pop up very quickly, as, as most fashion brands do. Uh, a big company that they actually use, though, to get outside of just the clicks type of uh, search engines and recommendations is a company called Psyche, which is spelled P-S-Y-K-H-E. Now, what they actually do is they disrupt those engines that are based off clicks and instead actually offer personality tests to match with future customers. So uh, it gives you even uh, more of an idea of what customers might want or what those individuals are looking for if you don't have the product that they're looking for. So that's a big one too. This next one too, I'm excited for, demand forecasting and inventory optimization. Uh, we actually have a Freight Tech 100 nominee on this list, the first timer this year on a Freight Tech 100 of 2023, and that's CoverSite AI. And they help predict demand within all of their production supply chain as well. They help them figure out what type of products and what type of inventory they're going to need uh, and help gauge the future of certain brands and fashion um, uh, types as well. So uh, congrats to you, CoverSite, making that Freight Tech 100. Hope to see you at F3 when that F, uh, Freight Tech 25 as well, possibly. And then uh, last, uh, actually a couple more, next-gen market research. This one's pretty obvious, right? Constantly looking at new demographics, newest trends, uh, what people are looking at, uh, look, using companies like Makersites, First Insight, and Knit. They're, allowed, they're able to get more of a Gen Z idea of what uh, different fashion trends are coming up the pipeline. Uh, they help get uh, and collect customer data. And uh, Knit, for example, actually allows customers to give feedback via a video chat. So uh, even in that situation too, you're going to be able to pull the data from those video chats in order to think forward for your fashion brands. Uh, trend identification. Of course, this is to help them uh, figure out exactly what's coming up the pipeline, patterns, styles, fabrics, what's going to come next season. As we all know when fashion, they're always a season ahead of where you need to be. Fast fashion, you need to be double that speed in order to get there uh, using technologies like T-Fashion and Hero Tech, uh, both offer retailers different predictive analytics into trends as well.
And last and not least, because I think this one in particular is going to help a lot with the return process, right? Returns are expensive. Uh, making sure you're not losing a customer is expensive, right? Retaining that customer. Well, ask any female in particular, males I'm sure as well. The hardest part about buying clothes online is will they fit? So virtual try-on technology is like, is the next big thing. We've seen it from companies like Amazon, Nike's already investing in it, Alibaba, big companies like that are already focused on using some type of virtual try-on technology. Uh, groups called 3D Look and The Fit are able to take photos that you have of yourself and create an, uh, an AI interface to figure out exactly what the best size for you might be. Uh, Size and Fit is another company they use, which actually takes away the need for a photo. And just all you have to do is put in your own dimensions, uh, take a survey, and they're able to figure out personalized clothing recommendations for you as well. Now, quickly, I do want to hit the negatives of this. And it's important because I think tech investment, right, is going to take care of a lot of this. Number one, this generates more pollution than any international in aviation and shipping combined globally. So uh, think about it. If you have manufacturing, the shipping, the returns, the disposal of everything, it's a huge part of our carbon footprint as the, the earth as a whole. 60% of the materials are usually made from some type of plastic. And actually, 20% of global wastewater comes from textile dyeing, textile dyeing alone. So uh, as though it's pointed out as negative, what's important to note is that a lot of these areas of investment are focused on eliminating the waste so that fast fashion can, can continue to be, well, honestly, sustainable. So that's your dive into one of the biggest uh, fashion trends out there. Hopefully you guys think twice about the technology behind that purchase next time you click yes on finishing out your cart. And uh, that's not all that we have today. There's another huge area that I want to touch on that also has to do with retail that would likely ha uh, have a huge impact on fast fashion in the future as well uh, and making sure uh, stores in particular are set up correctly for retailers. Uh, yesterday was NVIDIA's GTC conference. So uh, if you watch a show, you know I'm a huge NVIDIA fan, have been. Ever since the semiconductor situations, I've uh, been watching what they're doing and focused on the technology that they're looking to provide. Well, at that GTC conference yesterday, which uh, stands for the Graphics Processing Unit Tech Conference, uh, they reintroduced uh, Omniverse, uh, an updated version of their uh, technology called Omniverse, which is a metaverse application. Oh, great, Metaverse. Here we go. Uh, metaverse though, technology is going to be really great as we start to look into digital twins in our supply chain. Uh, any company uh, using GPUs will soon be able to build out their own virtual, virtual worlds within their stores. And they announced a partnership that they've already had going with Lowe's, who's now using Omniverse for their store planning. And I know it sounds confusing. So I do have a quick video to show you how exactly this works in stores and what this will help do for supply chains like Lowe's. At Lowe's, we are always looking for ways to reimagine and test the future of our store operations and customer experiences. With Omniverse, we are taking early steps in digital twins and AI to democratize store planning for our retail associates. In two of our stores, digital twins are already linked to the physical world 
via streaming data APIs and intelligent IoT sensors. To build our digital twins, we leverage a universal scene description pipeline that aggregates native CAD from tools including Revit, Maya, AutoCAD, and SketchUp. These will enable our retail associates and planners to collaborate in real time to understand sales performance and identify anomalies. And we can run CI-CD processes that test and validate thousands of store and product layouts before making any physical changes to our stores. Each variation uses Omniverse microservices to simulate customer traffic flow patterns trained on historical data, shown here as a heat map. In the physical world, these simulations can transform how our associates reconfigure shelves and aisles. Wearing Omniverse-connected Magic Leap 2 headsets, they can see and interact with Full Fidelity Digital Twin in augmented reality. Magic Leap also uses large AI model for perceptions streamed from OVX servers to enable accurate object detection and identify occluded products on hard-to-reach shelves. We are excited to be pioneer in digital twins for retail. With Omniverse, we are pulling store data together in ways that have never been possible, creating new means of viewing, sharing, and interacting with that data and giving our associates ultimate superpowers. So that shows you right there how much stores could change, not only the stores inside themselves, but the planning of stores for companies that start to use this type of technology. I would highly suggest that everyone goes ahead and looks up NVIDIA's GTC conference. They have some really, really cool stuff, even outside of the supply chain, that's really going to change lives. Uh, even if you're a video gamer, go check it out. Huge, really, improvements in mods and things like that. But overall, this is one area that I'm looking at when it comes to supply chain technology of the future. Companies like NVIDIA are starting to lead the way, and it's already in stores. So excited to see how uh, through Lowe's calls in the future and, and how their company is doing and how their supply chain is proving how this type of technology actually improves that over time. Uh, and I'm really excited, too, because I think this is showcasing exactly what visibility technology and visibility data is able to do once it's applied to hardware. A lot of people say, well, like, what's the point of all this data we're talking about? Everyone's sharing their data now. We have all the pipes combined. So what happens next? Well, this type of stuff is what happens next. Uh, part that I, I wasn't even to show you as well is they've created a really great uh, partnership with even a rail company in order to figure out where service is slowing and where service can improve. And that's one big topic in today's uh, supply chain talks, not just the labor, but the service levels behind it and how quickly and how um, efficiently rail is working. Well, companies like NVIDIA could help save that. So make sure that not only are you looking at these wonderful retailers and, and what investments maybe they personally are, are putting into their supply chain, but make sure that you check out all these technologies we just talked about today. Hero Tech, T-Fashion, 3D Look, The Fit, Size and Fit. All of these are huge players in the space today and will continue to be as we continue to watch freight tech improve within the retail space. And of course, 
I want to thank everyone for being a part of our supply chain community here at uh, Point of Sale. Uh, we are not just a show, a podcast, but we are a community that has a bi-weekly newsletter. So make sure everyone goes to Freightways.com slash POS to sign up for our bi-weekly newsletter so you can keep up to date all retail news and make sure that wherever you're watching or listening to this show that you go ahead and subscribe and like so we can continue to add to our wonderful community as well and of course if you're looking for some more news in freight and supply chain go ahead and check out our show on Sirius XM channel 146 the road dog channel I'm on there every single day Monday through Friday from 5 to 7 p.m. talking about these same topics taking calls and figuring out really exactly the type of technology that people are interested in in uh, in the future and making sure that everyone is up to date in just exactly what companies that they love uh, are improving the way that that product is going to get to your doorstep faster. And again, thank you so much, everyone, for being a part of the community. Make sure, again, you subscribe and like and join at FreightWaves.com slash POS. And I will talk to you all next week from our sp- with our sponsor, Sifted as well. 